Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston answers some of your most pressing questions. Let's hear what he has to say. Somebody wrote and asked a question, and uh, and I love questions like this. It says, how do we as parents respond when our teens' questions about how they feel uh, is always answered with, I don't know. It's very hard for my husband and I to get to the heart of our teen when she doesn't know how to express her feelings, or maybe she just uh, just doesn't do it with us. How do we get to the heart of what's really going on? You know, and, and I think what happens is we have uh, a lot of conversations with our kids, and, and perhaps if we don't shift out of this lecture mode when they're 12 and 13, we continue to have lectures, and kids don't like lectures anymore. They don't engage that way. Um, they want to have discussions, but they don't know how. And the reason they don't know how is because you and I, as parents and grandparents, have probably spent most of our time just talking to them and sharing our stuff with them. It's not allowing for a discussion to happen. Um, But we're not asking things about their heart. We're really asking things because we want to know something about them. And when you look at most conversations that you have with people, it's really about me. It's what I want to know, how I want to engage, and, and, and how I want to have a relationship. And I want you to go deep so we can have a deeper relationship. Do you see how selfish it is? What's happening is I am, I am using my child to get affirmed somewhere in my life. And when I know that I'm doing that and I understand that that's how I've also been wired to have discussions because it's about what I want to know, then I learn at that point that I need to start asking questions about what they are, who they are, why they think the way they do, and why they believe the way they do. And so when a child says, I don't know, what they're really saying is, I really don't think that my answer is going to make any difference. I really think that if I say something, you're just going to correct me. I fear that if you hear my words, that you're going to tell me how to do things better. I fear that you're going to tell me I'm wrong. I fear that you might make me feel stupid. And what I long for is someone to hear me and understand me and listen to my heart and not correct me every time my mouth is open. You know, there's something about listening that makes all the difference in the world. And what I've found is when a kid says, I don't know, it's really because they don't feel like their answers are going to be valued. And so what they say is, I don't know. But what they're really saying is, you know, I haven't thought about it because it doesn't do any good to think about it. If I think about it and tell you, you'll tell me where, why I shouldn't be thinking that way. Now, I don't mean to get on to you. Please don't hear that. What I'm saying is, is when a child moves into their 12 and 13 Uh, years of age, they start to think about things that they've never been challenged with before. And I think they're somewhat confused. And if we carry on with the same style of listening, where we're correcting and telling them how to do things different and how to do it better, then what happens is they learn that they really don't need to know. So they don't care. So I always try to ask questions that are going to stimulate thought. And I'm not really looking for answers. What I'm doing is stimulating thought so they can think about it with the hopes that they'll come back and ask me questions about it. 
So when somebody says, I don't know, they've usually been trained that way. And I want to start asking different questions. And it's questions where there are no wrong answers. And, and I, I wrote a book a few years ago called Tough Guys and Drama Queens. And it's, it's been a book that's been full of questions. And people have always said, where did you come up with all these questions? And I said, you know, it's probably what I'd want to be asked when I was a kid. But I'm going to read some of these questions where you can get an idea. And it may be that you engage differently instead of asking, where were you last night? What are you doing? I mean, it, it's engaging in such a way that you're trying to get to their heart so you can have those discussions about their heart. I have a lot of discussions with kids, but very few of them are really ones that I really feel like I touch their heart. And I'm going to tell you a technique that I use here in just a minute. But here's some of the questions. Hey, what do you think it means to have a spirit of excellence in the way that you work? Are you more likely to talk on your phone or send text? What do you think the perfect woman would look like? And to your daughters, what do you think the perfect man would look like? The perfect husband, the perfect brother, the perfect father. What's the coolest looking mustache you've ever seen? Gee, I wonder why I would ask that. If you can spend one week on vacation at the place of your choice and you can take one person with you, where would it be and who would you take with you? When was the last time you laughed out loud? And what was it that made you laugh? When was the last time that you sat down and had a meal with somebody of importance that you felt like they listened to you? As a matter of fact, if you could sit down with one person and have a meal, what person would that be that you would choose, that you would like to share a meal with? Did you ever have a hard time taking what you know to be true into a world that you live in? Did you ever come across one of the weirdest people in the world? What do they act like? Is there anything about this person that is just like you? What would be the first thing you'd do if the sun didn't come up tomorrow? What do you think is the biggest controversy happening in the world today? In my lands, last night I watched riots in the streets and, and we've been dealing with a pandemic and and there's 20 plus million people that are out of work and, and people are dying right and left of a, a virus that's been unprecedented in, in our country. There's a lot of things to talk about. Do you think that you're too fat, too tall, too skinny, too short, or have the wrong color hair? Is there a disease you would never want to die from? If you were an animal, what kind of animal would you want to be and why? Who's the greatest sports hero of all time? And I went through and I just started asking questions. And the whole intent was engaging with kids so that, so that I can get to their heart and talk about things that are a little bit deeper than we talked about last time. If you've listened to me on radio and, and, uh, or on YouTube and watched me with kids, I'll always ask a question. Um, when did you start messing up? Uh, when I was in seventh grade. What happened in seventh grade? Well, I wasn't treated good. Why weren't you treated good? Nobody liked me. Why didn't anybody like you? Uh, I felt like I was ugly. Why do you feel like you were ugly? Nobody paid attention to me. Why didn't anybody pay attention to me? Because I was kind of stupid. Why were you so stupid? Because people told me I was in the fourth grade. What happened in the fourth grade? Well, I got embarrassed during a recess. What happened? Somebody punched me and made fun of me. Why'd they make fun of you? Because I was wearing clothes that were kind of odd. Why were you wearing clothes? Because we didn't have any money in our family. Why didn't you have any money? Oh, my dad was drinking all the time. Do you see the process of asking questions? I take a, an answer, just one word from their answer, 
and I ask a question about that. And this is what inevitably happens. You go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And a child loves that. Now, I'm not trying to get anywhere. I'm not trying to uh, find out some special answer. I'm not trying to get them to quote scripture to me and, and to tell me what a great you know, dad or granddad I am. Or I'm not doing that. It's all ears on them. I'm listening to them with the hopes of them going deeper so they can think about something deeper. And this is what I long for. And the next time we get together, I tell kids all the time, I, I don't want to hear anything that you've already told me, so let's not repeat it. Let's go someplace else. So I learn another facet of their life. Then I learn, learn another facet and another facet. Now I'm getting to know them. And when I know them, they come to me and say, hey, Mark, can we ask you a question? Hey, if you could eat dinner with one person in the world, who would that be? Do you think you're too fat? you think your mustache is too gray? think your nose is too big? Years getting big. You think your arms are too hairy. What did you wrestle with in high school? Hey, Mark, you ever smoked pot when you were in college? Mark, why did you pick Jan? I told somebody tonight while I was out playing cornhole with them out in the front field. We have this big field and all the kids were eating dinner and we were sitting around playing. And one of the girls came up and said, um, how long have you and Jan been together? And I said, you know, it's crazy. We started dating in the ninth grade. We've been together 50 years. We've been married 45. And she said, how did you know? How did you know it was Jan? It's the question I've been waiting for from her for a long time. And I can tell you how we got there. By asking questions that were a little bit more in-depth, now she's coming to me asking for questions. Because I haven't spent all my time correcting her, telling her where she's wrong or how to think, now she's starting to think and wonder about other things. And when they start to do that, they want to search out wisdom. And so that's where I take the opportunity to go, come on, you can ask me anything you want, and I'll give you an answer. Now, most of the time I say, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody asked me today, do you think dogs go to heaven or hell? A girl asked me this. I said, why would you say that? She goes, because dogs uh, have meant the world to me. And I said, I know exactly what you mean, sweetheart. I know exactly what you mean. She goes, well, what do you think? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't make up something. Hey, what do you think about this? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't give out a whole lot of answers. But I do ask a lot of questions. But I've got to make sure that the questions that I ask are about them, and it helps them go to a deep place where they can kind of bring up all those principles and values and, and think through kind of how they are supposed to transition into a world that's not very kind to them at times. So do this. Change some of your questions. Ask something deeper. And whatever your kid's response is, don't correct them. Don't tell them where they're wrong. Don't tell them how they need to do it different. But listen, listen to the heart of your child. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org.
If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.